Door. Bumper. Clear. Quarter clear, trying to get to your bumper. Gonna move it. Run me in the fence. Appreciate it. All right, everyone, we're back. I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the six cup car this weekend. We only had one series there, so back in studio, still alive. Who are you spotting for another series? I can't tell you. Yeah, you can. I don't know yet. You got Josh Berry and Xfinity, right? I do, yeah, I got Josh Berry. You're doing a truck? Yeah. Who is it? Chris Wright. Chris Wright? Mm-hmm. Who's he driving for? Tyler Young. Oh, I like Tyler Young. Brett what? Griffin, spotter for Colleague Racing. I watched the clash in L.A. from my couch. I got plenty of sleep last <laughs> night, unlike these two peers of mine. What? That's <laughs> uh, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace last night. The bulldozer. The bulldozer, yeah. Well, I'm sure we <laughs> smoked everybody except just our boss. Um, uh, uh, yeah, going on no sleep. Got home at 7 a.m. this morning. and uh, 7? 7. Like home at 7 or landed at 7? In my house at 7 a.m. Sun was up. Sun oh, yeah. was up. Damn. <laughs> and we were good. a little bit later because uh, normally JGR has two planes, but because there was no pickers out there, we only had one plane. And oh, so we oh. had to wait on Truex. And that, that gang <laughs> likes to get after it. So, like, I'm sure that they were there for Victory Lane and then had 27 beers or so before they came to the plane. I don't blame them. Um, no, I don't blame them at all. I would do the same thing. So it is part of it, you know, hopefully. At that point. Maybe just spend a night. That's what I Lambert, was saying. Lambert looked at me on the green one, like with like ten to go, and he said, "I need you to do me a favor." He's because we were Martin was leading, we were third on a restart, yeah. and uh, he's like, "Why don't you go ahead and just wreck you and Martin so we don't got to wait all night on the plane?" <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't kidding. No, he wasn't. What's up, Casey? Hey guys, Casey Boat here, your vice president of marketing and baby. Vice president? We, what'd you Whoa. get? Up? I got a promotion. You got a promotion? Promoting myself. <laughs> Especially with how this show is going to get started. Well, Martin Trix Jr. finally got a win. I thought Bubba was close. Uh, I don't know about you, Freddie, but I, I hear I hear somebody like your boss might have gave you the blame for this week, too. So <laughs> just I, something to throw out there. I don't think that's true. He might have gave me the blame for knocking his ass out of the way. Um, but I don't think he could blame me Out for getting, way, you getting knocked run him like over. 20th. Well, we only knocked him to second. The other guys passed him after that. You I don't know what happened. He got all this stuff on his tires and he couldn't get going again. That, that, I think that pretty much sums up I the entire only, race. We only moved him from first to second. It's not my you fault everybody him else to passed the third him. groove. <laughs> all right. Well, besides that little minor detail, I know TJ, you have nothing to show for the, the I, actual listen, race, but how about the, the, the that, earlier it's parts? Entertaining. Like when you're not spotting that race and you're sitting yeah. there, it's. Yeah. When you're, it, it, well, we'll talk about it later. I think one of the topics. I, I think the best thing to, for me is watching the heat races, right? And they're showing drivers that are not in the heat races on the infield. And as their peers are out there driving like complete idiots Racing, and knocking yeah. one another out of the way, they're literally laughing. laughing. And if this were that. a serious weekend, they would not be laughing. They would they would be they would be pissed because people are racing that way. Mm-hmm. And 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 all I can tell you is. Um, there wasn't a lot of integrity in they those races. Justin Haley and they so I saw a clip of Justin and somebody else like like always oh, racking it like yeah. But there were uh, there were several versions of that. I like Gano was doing it. Um, oh, a lot yeah. of drivers were shown literally laughing at how they were essentially driving yeah, through one another, other with no respect. I mean, like when you moved Denny, did you move Denny or did you get hit from the back? 
It, nah, like, I just go, moved him. Going back, it looked like like the perfect storm. Like we got into him first on like what happened was it was a restart. Yeah, we started second. A, a hole just big enough for us got in between uh, Danny and Martin, so we kind of crammed in there into three. And like we were on Danny and, and Martin, kinda- Martin just. Not hit us, but just like just bumped us, and it was like a little chain reaction, like boop boop, and then he was gone, and I was like, oh. Everyone's driving off each yeah. other, so if one guy in the front drives in a little deep, yeah. they're all driving in that deep, oh, and then yeah. they all got a hit. So yeah, it it was just it, it like it, <laughs> the thing about it is like short track racing is an art. TJ, you I'm sure you raced like Concord well, that, and stuff, that's like, not an but art. I'm saying like yeah. oh, it yeah. takes skill to go in there and and move a guy. It doesn't take skill oh, yeah. to go in there and just drive him through a guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Steve from experience? Or? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. yeah and no, most short tracks have character, some sort of technique you can use, aprons, and you can move a guy and shuffle him up a little bit, get going again. This is just, these cars are so solid. There's nothing, they're not going to push a left rear fender into a tire or something like that's what we used to fight back in the day. You're going to left rear, you're not the. The yeah. um, quarter pen on the tire, there's not, that's not happening anymore. These guys, it's literally like going to rental carts and not lifting. It, it is. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. It looks like we're at Myrtle mm-hmm. Beach on, on rental yeah. carts. Yeah. 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 We're at the speed park yeah. at Concord Mills. Just knocking and, the crap out of each other. Yep. And without baby powder. Yeah. I, I, I love the baby powder days. So did you fly home with Brad last night? Yeah. I, yeah. So what, what are his thoughts, man? Obviously part owner in the team, that's second year in a row you guys have gone out there and struggled. Like what? What was his demeanor like? Um, you know, I, I really, definitely by the time the last chance or LCQ, whatever they were calling it, consulate, whatever they're calling that, ended, we were where we should have started. You know, we, but we're you can't do that now. You're so far behind. Everyone else has made adjustments and gotten better, and everyone was faster this time too, a little bit. And you just can't start off behind like that. We just, you know, I thought we would unload a little bit better. Um, this place has been by far our, last year. We, it was our worst place. And you know, this is, I hate that we missed it, but if you're going to miss one, like <clears throat> to me, this is a non-points race. It's not, we race nothing similar to it no. the rest of the year. No. You know, you want and it, that, it sucks because the atmosphere is really cool and you want to be out there beating and banging and stuff. But, um, I think, Daytona coming up next is a really strong place to go and rebound. And I feel like this fuels Brad pretty good for going into that. Like he's going to come out and want to lead every lap of every race that he's in next week, you know? So, um, I mean, uh, it's bad, but it's also got some, you know, some motivational things to it to, to build off of. And, um, you know, it's, there's not a lot of real racing at this track. It's just it's a one-off event, like you say. If you're, if somebody was close enough to Truex that last corner, he's probably not winning that race. And we saw that throughout the field. It becomes a you hit me, I bump you, and then you just wreck the guy. And we, um, we actually got spun out uh, for last. For, well, that's <laughs> that was <laughs> the race. Like, I didn't know what the hell resurrect you. Yes. Well, this is the type of racing that you have. We're, we catch him, pass him, and, and he hit everything you could hit when the flat, when it went green. He went in turn one, hit something with the front, hit someone with the right side, went off the corner, ran somebody up, and that's just how it is there. So the bad part, I mean, we need to be better. We need to not put ourselves in a situation where he can run over us, but he where it's like for seventh or something like that. Everything's spread out. Well, he needs a caution because he knows he's going to go into the corner on a restart and blast his way through, which he did. And that's 
that's not racing. Like that's not racing to me, but you make your own luck. We put ourselves in that position. So we're ultimately responsible for being in that spot, but that's the mentality these guys have, you know, with that track. Oh, there's a car there and I'm a little better. I need a caution. I'm just going to wreck them down here, bring the caution out. And, you know, to me, you know, for an incident like that, and there's plenty of them, but that's pretty obvious to me that, that, that was brought out for that reason, in my opinion, but don't give them, make them choose that or make them line up tail end. Don't choose or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind the hard racing. I don't mind these guys beating and banging like, but what you're talking about, just getting wrecked for no reason. And, and the move well, that the Austin reason, there was made. a reason there was a reason it was for his benefit. Right. Right. But, so, but, but realistically, yeah, yeah. that's, that's not the way you're supposed yeah. to play this game. And, and I mean, Austin Dillon just flat ran you over. Yeah. I mean, from three car lengths back. You <laughs> braked early. Like, yeah, must have. We <laughs> braked, period. That was the problem, I think. Uh, you know, that's what I was, I've seen. So, obviously, I, I mean, anything, anytime anything happens to Bubba, like social media is like one of the best places oh, in yeah. the world to look at. And they're like, I've seen it's like, well, Bubba deserved that. He was beating him up for a lap. What happened? Well, on restart, we were on the outside of Austin, and he ran us in the wall down the front stretch. So, Bubba, yes, got in line behind him and, and moved him. Moved him up the hill. We're underneath him now. We race side by side. He yeah. comes off a four and right, right, uh, left turns us into the inside wall or tries to. We stay in there three wide, make another lap. Then he lines up behind us and just KOs us. And I'm like, they're like, oh, well, Bubba was roughing him up for two laps. Okay, we roughed him up, but he was still second or third, wherever he was behind us. He goes in the corner and just cleans us out. Like, no chance yeah. at all we were going to be able to make that corner. The drivers know how solid these oh, cars oh. are. And let me tell you something. Bubba got hit early in the race. Uh, I don't remember Briscoe, maybe somebody early, like lap 20 or so. And the first thing he said was, we didn't fix the back of these things like that hurt a lot. And that was yeah. just a shot in the middle of the corner, like not not, not like, oh, wow, Bubba that looked big or Bubba didn't hit anybody more than what everybody. Hit. I mean, everybody. Yeah. Oh, everybody I mean, it, everybody. Was, it was exactly. it was easier up front for us, obviously, because it wasn't from like sixth to 12th was a war zone like that was just oh, yeah. it was ridiculous and but like up, up front we could you know you'd get into a guy a little bit but like austin still even earlier in the runs like we weren't great after the break we were really good before the break after the break for whatever reason we couldn't get our stuff warmed up enough to, to fire off good so austin would just we were running on normal line austin was like just running into our left rear quarter panel shallow entry never going to make the corner but just kept running into our left rear and i'm like i guess you got to move down and block this off like i don't yeah. know what the hell he's doing you have to um but you know, so it's just like it wasn't so dirty up front, but at the back, man, they were they were literally the killing top three each or four other. Were okay, yeah. After that, it was it was literally a war zone. If like, you, yeah, if I'm within a half of three quarter car length, I'm diving there. I mean, you're going to give me a room where you're going to come down on me, and you're going to. Yeah, that's kind of what happened with Ross and Denny. Denny went in yeah. there like normal, and Ross just flat out drove it in deeper, really? went further left, and hooked him. It's back. Don't give it. Don't give it. Is back on the. Yeah. I don't think it ever went anywhere. <laughs> it never worked, there was really. a bunch of people on that don't give a <laughs> to her yesterday, though. Do I you, think Harvick was on it. I see somebody. Do you think that there's a difference between this year and last year? Because last year, I know there was like a part shortage. This was a new car. I mean, do you find that, like, you know, that's I, oh, why they were much more aggressive? I, I wanted to think that they would have been a little yeah. less aggressive knowing that they could hurt each other from with these rear impacts, but apparently they didn't give a. I don't think it was definitely, it was more aggressive this year to me. Oh, a hundred percent. Like it was more of, there was a lot more. You, you, you bumped me. I'm wrecking you Yeah. like straight up. Besides the obvious multiple cautions and on track action. Did you guys find that 
the race itself or the event itself went well? Listen, the crowd was great again. Yeah. Um, and I've seen everybody where I was getting multiple text messages before the race where started. Are the people? Where's everybody at? Listen, if you've never seen an event in Los Angeles, nobody goes until like it's halfway over. And first, I I heard a rumor that that the, the tickets sale, the tickets that they sold advertised it was a five o'clock start. So they didn't even have the heat races on there. That's why yeah. there's nobody there for the heat races. And then, but by the time we got to racing, it looked like the same crowd we had last year. It was, I thought the crowd was it great. It was half full. If it's half full, that's 40,000 people. So for all the people that would say we got to go to Bowman Gray because we can't sell out the Coliseum, 40,000 is roughly two to three times what Bowman Gray holds. So yeah. just stop talking. They do, it, they do it right there. Yeah. The I atmosphere, mean, the atmosphere is good. I yeah. mean, I thought like, the talent, the talent is something we've never seen. I yeah. feel like for any other race. So that's what my struggle was. Um, I, I watch him from home, right? Being there last year, phenomenal event. So glad I got to work, work there. But my struggle is like, if you've got a Gwen Stefani or a Blake Shelton or an ice cube or whiz, however you say his last name, Khalifa. That's um, like you would think they would sell 15 to 20,000 tickets on their own. If somebody of that statue is performing. And then if we've got a race in town and it's our number one market, you would think we'd sell another thirty to 40,000 tickets and then the place would be damn near full. I think it holds roughly 80,000 people. So that's what I guess confuses me is the fact that you're in LA, you're in an entertainment market. Who do you have to hire to play a halftime to sell more tickets to get in front of more fans? And, and, and at the end of the day, if it's your number one market, why can't you sell it out anyway? That's see, what I don't get because we're going to go to Daytona Beach, Florida, and we're going to have people travel from all over the, the country and even world and we're going to sell 200,000 tickets. And I know it's a Daytona 500. This was an exhibition race. But for me, in LA, we should be able to sell that out. And I'm, I'm not fussing about the people that weren't there, the fact that it was half empty. I'm just saying, I think we can sell it out. We just don't know how to. And, and I'm not saying I have the answers. To add to that, the fact that the Grammys were at the exact same time mm, yeah, and sure the same location. Two miles away. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind traffic. Yeah, but how many people fun. get to go people, into the Grammys? How many people are I in was, there? I was more referencing talent. But we had talent there. Agreed. I mean, there was, there was more talent there yesterday than we've ever had at a, at a race in my entire life. Yep. I mean, when, when I look back and read the names, I was like, wow. There was people that like weren't even advertised there that I saw there. Like, Keyshawn Johnson was yeah. tweeting from a suite oh, yeah. somewhere. Like, Chocolate you know, L. yeah. yeah. Um, UFC guy. My personal opinion from, from somebody who was not at the track, I think they did a great job for what it was. It was an exhibition race. They brought a ton of people to the track, the entertainment at the track during the race, as well as around the track with different activations they had. It seemed like it was a success overall for what it was. It's so, such a great venue. Who did you know who that, uh, who was that young potatoes or whatever his name is? <laughs> I don't know. There's a bunch of young people. Young Some, gravy. Young gravy. Oh, that, yeah, that's it. Somebody yeah, walked he's by. He's tall. Somebody, oh, no, I that, saw him. that guy walked by and he stands out because he's gigantic and his hair is all over the place. <laughs> yeah. and, and Nick Payne, that's spotting for Tyler Rick this year, is like, that's Young Gravy. And I'm like, who the, what the, what, yeah, you just say Young, young gravy. gravy? The guy's name is Gravy. <laughs> so old. Like, <laughs> I feel like everybody in rap now is Young something. Like, yeah. it's like yeah. Young, young Money, money Young yeah, Gravy. Like, young, <laughs> like, in like eight or 10 years, the old gravy. Like, or? Baby. Now we're going to go baby gravy. <laughs> <laughs> so are we thinking the clash stays at the Coliseum next year or? do we move it i want to move it i i would i would like to move it i think i mean we're probably getting ahead of ourselves again on the sheet sitting but, in the stands uh, watching i don't see it being i want to go to san diego i want to go to charlotte <laughs> <laughs> look i will say this being being in this industry 
has been awesome, but speed weeks, the way we used to have it, we would go down on Wednesday and we would stay down there for 10 or 11 days. And there was something on track every day, except Monday, Tuesday, then they ended up running evolution or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it, we'll we'll, we'll never have that back, but man, I I do miss that. Uh, I I do like the clash though. I, I like to see it move around and I hate, listen, I hate to say this, but it needs to go back to where it's pole winners, pole winners, and your champion. That's I was going to say Daytona and earn in. your way in. Everybody else, make them earn their way into mm-hmm. the race. Don't start all those cars because they made the playoff or they won a stage or they farted sideways. <laughs> it just seems like every year we come up with a new way to get more cars well, I mean, in. Now they just they did away with it. There's no there's no requirements anymore. It's just everybody's got to go. Well, we, wow. had a, we had a provisional yesterday. Yeah. No, he's we, talking like, okay, so... The who's, two did, who's allowed to the go around everybody? Make it, but he made it because he was the highest finishing points guy that didn't make it. No, you didn't make you, it. You didn't you're, make it. You're done. No, like, so, so I am all about going back to the pole set. Make that pole be what gets you into the clash and make everybody else get there and earn their way into it. But anyway, San Diego, that'd be my vote. Yeah. So I mean, as far as the clash went... Hawaii. Let's move to Hawaii. I don't know. It might as well at this point. I mean, <laughs> why not? Might be just I mean, as we expensive. Could to, we go to Irwindale. As big as, I will say, as big as a she show as that was, it was yesterday, that. the best car probably won. Truex, I thought, was probably like consistently the best car all weekend. And the, for what it's worth, like you said, if somebody, if the three was anywhere near him, I promise you, he would have dumped him. Because I know that. It's just a three. Yeah. I'm telling oh, no, you it was right anybody. But, it was going to be but anybody. I'm just saying the three because he was second. But fastest car got a big enough gap. Yeah. Yeah. So good. that was good. Well, I know Joey won the clash last year and went on to win the championship. Could this be Martin's year again? Could be. We got a lot of races between now and then. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, before we head into Spot on Spot Off, I want to give a warm welcome to our amazing new producer, Andrew, who doesn't have a mic right now, but he's... How, how do we know he's amazing? He's it's his first... Hey, what I was saying. Well, I know he can't even get his own mic to work. Let's, I mean, let's his mic doesn't even have a cord. <laughs> he can't be that good. It's He's got literally air gap. his first air, day. Give him the benefit is. of the doubt. <laughs> this is the amazing guy that so also from now we on, know the story. Andrew Diesel Curlin. Curlin's yeah. here, folks. Fuel on my dad's car. It's a gas pile. I'm gonna throw some diesel in this thing. Y'all are the worst. You're From amazing, now on, Andrew. if anything goes wrong on this show, do not blame Jason. Do not tweet Jason, although you probably still can. Uh, tweet Andrew because, you know, it's his deal now. And he even looks more like Reddick than Jason does. I mean. Oh, actually, that is valid. <laughs> you would really pass for Reddick. Height-wise, like- too. Damn. Oh, Casey, why Jeez. you gotta go there? What? Jesus I'm Christ. Sure. Right, here we go. It. it starts right now with Casey. Jeez, here we go. Just All right, right out the gate. And let's head into Spot on, Spot off. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Oh, here we f- 
can go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off. First topic, NASCAR announces changes for the 2023 season, which includes caution-free stage breaks at road courses, adding the choose rule to super speedways, penalties on the future Ross Chastain style moves, and use of muffler mufflers for the clash in Chicago. Spot on, spot off. TJ. That's a lot of... Which, which one of the seven yeah, questions do you want to answer? All of it, all together. Uh, can you repeat the question? You have the show sheet, idiot. Oh, oh, now you're an idiot. Geez. I mean, Slim. you walked in like a jerk. Slim so I'm going to show back at Wound up. All right, what do you I'm think? I'm sorry, Andrew, already for so We apologize for Casey's behavior. Yeah. I mean, he can't say it. He's. I'm saying we got a thinking. new producer, and we're getting ready to have a new host. <laughs> all right, TJ, what do you think? If you don't quit before the end of the show... <laughs> Um, you know, I think there's a lot of good changes in here. Obviously we've talked about a lot of the stuff that that's on this list, but it's the interesting part to me here is going to be the choose role at super speedways. Um, you like it or don't like it? I kind of don't like it. Um, Why? Let me ask you this. This is, I don't know where I stand on this because I have to see it, I think, because I can't I imagine. I know. I can't imagine. So, you know, we know all these teams try to work together yeah. and all the cars get looked. And everybody, I saw everybody's like, well, this is dumb because they're just going to all line up in the same row and go. And I'm like, in my mind, I can never picture that 10 Chevys are leading the pack and we go to choose and all 10 Chevys take the same lane. Well, like, yeah. is that going to happen? Uh, if Denny's eighth in line, is he going to choose? That's <laughs> <laughs> not happening. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I Like the part. I think it can work if you get three or four guys that are completely dedicated to each other. Like we've seen happen in maybe some Xfinity races like that. And I think that can affect the outcome of the race. Why even qualify anymore? Just, just do the choose rule from the beginning and let everybody pick where they want to start. Pull a pill. <laughs> I mean, this, this is, I, I think this, I don't like to choose rule anywhere to be honest with you, but we got to the point to where places like Bristol, the top row had such an advantage that you were screwed if you were on the bottom. So like at a place like that, I didn't mind it, but having it everywhere, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I don't know, man. I, I personally think not stopping for the stages at road courses is brilliant. We've talked about it on here before. They need to implement the same rule as super speedways because it'll change the way these manufacturers are able to manipulate the stages based on fuel strategy. They back it up just like they would a road, road course. Um, I don't remember all the other changes. What about what the, the rest Ross of Chastain move? Whatever. I mean, I think it's. I think you. Your job as a race car driver is go as fast as you can, and he he went as fast as he could, and they obviously didn't like the way he did it. Mufflers. Who cares? I don't care. Literally yesterday, Brett texted me and asked me if the car sounded different, and I said, uh, "Herm, are we running mufflers?" I had no idea. So that's how different they, do. they sound. They are. I mean, we. The reason I like if at Phoenix test we back to backed it, so I could tell. You know, you could hear a difference. It's. It definitely drops it. It's not quite as loud. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying they're not quiet. Like no, it's, it's, you can still hear a race car out there. Yeah. But to me, like if you're standing there, like at Phoenix, you it wasn't the the you know like oh my gosh, cover your ears really quick here. I mean, it was still a race car going by, but yeah. it wasn't you know that piercing. I mean, I didn't mind them. I the biggest thing I want to come out of these rule changes with I heard, which I'm congratulating. I heard Brett. 
you're going to be the one that's going to run the cone out there for the, uh, <laughs> the dirt races. Can you wear the white pants no. like at Chili Bowl? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, you know, I, I, the dirt race, obviously, we paint a box on the racetrack. I'm assuming we're going to have to yeah. go to a cone for that one. Um, so somebody, I want to know who the guy is that they're going to sign up for that move. Well, they'll go single file after a while. <laughs> yeah, as soon as it's a dust cloud again. <laughs> Um, stages. I mean, we beat it to death on here. They finally did it. Thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> uh, Are you taking the credit for that one? Uh, I mean, all three of us together. TJ, so, TJ gets the credit for the metal podiums. Um, talk about that. Yeah, we didn't talk about we that. Will. Uh, we will. I think it's in the show. Chastain move. I, I, as I did before, I disagree with Brett. I think you need to protect these guys from <clears> yourself, especially in this car. Like, we can't they're be. Gonna, they're going to hurt all, each other. Someone's like, gonna get if hurt. you let them continue to hurt themselves, they're going to continue to do it. We saw someone's going to get hurt if that keeps up. Um, but the thing about that rule I wanted to ask you guys about was a place like Darlington, how does that rule get applied? You know what I mean? Like if you slide in the corner, you're coming to the check or you're racing the out of somebody, you slide in the corner, get in the fence, and like you're not going to stop and like, oh, I better get off the wall here. Like you're going to continue on. Like is that illegal now? Like is that it, a time? But is it the time? Like how the amount of time you spend on the wall, maybe? I mean, I, well, I that's think what I'm if saying. You wall ride for an advantage. I don't think it should count. It's kind of, but it's kind of like if you get it. Like if you get in there, like you've, we've seen it before. Somebody tried it last year or two years. Larson, I think Larson, it was. Larson's the only one that made like, it almost is, work. Is that illegal now? I'm assuming that's illegal now, right? Uh, that's a good question. You Got know, ask Alan Sawyer. Um, so mm-hmm. I like. Some of these other rules, I, there's a new pit road rule we got coming that is really, really and murky. That's gonna, yeah, that's going to... What about the DVP clock, DVP clock shortening? Uh, well, that's, it's it's not really shortened. It, it, went, to shorter, ten, well, it yeah. went to 10 minutes from 6 last year. Now it's back to 7. Um, but I think 10 minutes was just for the playoffs, right? And it went back now for 7. Um, that um, there's what else was there? Like I said, we what, talked. What about. is the pit box thingies? So you can't cut them. So you can't. They're doing it to protect the front tire changers on the car in the pit stall behind you, and it's it's very not cut and dry in my opinion. Like who it, was the guy last year that kept trying to pin that guy? Was it Brandon Jones? Who was it? Uh, no, Riley Herbst. Riley Herbst. Yeah, he consistently was screwing that guy. Yeah. Um. So that's illegal. So basically, there's going to be if you look at a, a pit road map, there's going to be a box. The lines for the pit boxes. There's going to be an orange box just outside of that, and the corner of every pit box. And if all four of your tires are underneath that orange box, you're in. And there's somebody in that. But this is where it gets murky. It's going to be hard to even understand what I could put. If there's nobody in the boxes around you, I assume it's just your you standard. You can drive through two it, pit yeah, boxes like standard normal. three pit boxes. Um, but if there's a car in the box and you're coming around him and you go underneath that orange box, it could be a penalty. So you're following me down pit road. I'm pitted right in front of you. I can drive through your box. If I'm following you. Yeah, you're following me. You're Our not pit stalls are the same order on pit road. You're not. You're behind me. You can drive through whatever you want. Like if there's no, like if I'm coming or am I coming around you or am I? No, I'm going, I'm, uh, you're right behind me. So. so like, so that's what I talked to Bubba about a little bit was if a guy's following you down and it's, and it's the same order. The front I'm, tire it, chair, he's going to be jumping. Yeah. Right, so he already so be like I there? said, you could, you could essentially throttle up and be aggressive getting into your box and potentially cause a penalty because that guy might not think he's not actually coming around somebody, but you're yeah. going to be pulling in that <laughs> changer is going to be running out there. Is it a penalty? There's then? a lot of great, the words maybe a penalty should never show up in the rule book. Like no. I hate, I hate that. Like could be a penalty, maybe a penalty. It should be, this is a penalty or this is not a penalty because now you're opening yourself up to so many, you know, 
implications of, oh, well, that's it, that favoritism, this, that, the other thing. And there's another orange line that I'm not even sure what that's going to be for yet. So you're saying basically, even with the wall writing stuff, you're saying, I mean, in the, if that's the case, if you go in there and plant it on the wall on purpose, try to make up ground, it should not count. Yeah. So I mean, I, so but I'm just saying, even if you don't do it, like a place like Darlington, it's very easy to get in there, get loose, chase it up into the wall. Well, you've you seen these guys. you an attempt to come off of it, though, you know what but I mean? But I'm saying, like, but if you, if you throttle, like if you get yeah. loose, hit the wall, throttle up, drive around the guy, is that yeah. a penalty? Like, uh, I mean, you know, yeah, like, I would say if you use a wall to pass a guy, I would say it's probably a penalty. It's just, it's just so much so discretion. Would you have been able to make the move without the wall? No. Exactly. That's, that's what so I'm saying. It should yeah. be a penalty, but should be. I don't know if it is going to yeah. be. Going back to the pit road box whatever that rule is now how do you even practice that or, or is that like a crew member has to tell them hey the guy behind you is going to be pitting so well, you need no, to it'll just be up to us the spotters or the crew chief to tell them listen so-and-so is going to be in you're coming around we do, we do it now anyway when we you know there's you're, mm-hmm. you're coming around the six or the 23 is going to be in the box in front of you um so basically qualifying might is going to be even more important now. Yeah, your pit box selection is going to be your. It's going to be important for you to not have a car, a good car behind you on pit. That's what road. I'm saying. Do you now pick an opening in yeah. instead of an opening out? You know what I mean. <clears throat> Interesting. All right, moving on. The top three finishers received medals after the race in NASCAR's first podium celebration. Spot on, spot off. Brett. Oh. Spot off. We're not in the Olympics. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> you were watching it on TV. Were you still sober and awake at this point? Yes. Did they show <laughs> it? On, did they show it on television? Yes. Okay. I had seen where they, they showed didn't. him walk up to the podium. They showed him get on the podium. Um, and honestly, it was very jovial. It was pretty cool. Um, I know TJ's been pushing for this for a while, and I would like to see it legitimately, TJ, everywhere. I want yeah. because because not only did they go get on a podium. They got on a, on a podium where everybody at the racetrack could see them. They walked up into the stands. And, and there is a way to make this possible because I remember when Elliot won Fontana back in like 2004, Victory Lane was at the end of the garage building. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got there, one, it was over. But two, the fans couldn't even see it. And yeah. then they ended up moving it at some point to to the you know front closer stretch, to the front stretch, yeah. but like this gave the fans they literally walked up amongst the people. I yeah. mean, it, and it was really really well, cool. If you can't do it in the stands, I think bring that guy, bring the top three to the front stretch, bring your trailer up there, ready to pull out of the turn one road real quick, and you rope it off like they do. You put some barriers up, let the people down there rope it off. You know, you got to rope off right there, but let them get close. I mean, you, you, you see how F1 goes and gets in the middle of everybody. And and the Dude, way they did it yesterday, it was awesome on TV. It looked awesome in person. And we need to do that everywhere. I, the only thing I had to say spot off about was I didn't, I didn't know that it stayed this way, but I seen a picture somebody posted from the couch racer account that they were in the wrong order. Like the, the well, I didn't even know. I, I would have thought, I don't know what the right order is to start with, but um, why wouldn't second be a lot higher than third? Like so it looked to me second like second is supposed to be. It's supposed to be first is on the, obviously. If center. I'm facing the driver, if you're facing the driver, set obviously center highest should be the driver yep. in the first place. Second place should be on your left, a little bit higher driver than third right. place on the yep. right. Okay, yeah. well, well that, to right. to me, second and third were the same height, and they um, were flip flopped. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know they were flip flopped at the time, but. <laughs> That that would have been a problem, but that's an easy fix. But yeah, no, but I the, I mean, look, if you imagine that they had to walk up there 
and Austin Dillon had wrecked Martin Truex on the last lap. That's what I'm saying. And Martin finished third, and Austin won, and Kyle finished second, or whatever. Like, it would have been even more epic. You remember Lewis and, and Max? When they'd park their cars and get out, everyone's like, ooh, let's get it. And yeah. they'd, they'd elbow each other on the way by. Not to uh, change the subject, but what do you guys think about intros, introducing them as a team? That was horrible. Let me, that was, that, that, that was awkward. That was terrible. They, they literally walked out there and then they stood there like they didn't know what to do with their hands. It was, uh, <laughs> it was super awkward. I was going to save this for my wood idiot, but I'll just get into it now. Whoever thought that good, it was a good idea to hire that comedian to, to do driver intros who didn't know anything about the sport. Uh, let's never do that again, or at least try to find somebody that's funny if we're going to get a comedian. I thought it was really funny, honestly. <laughs> I missed this whole segment. <laughs> I missed all you probably intro, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even comment on oh, this. So. Okay. I only heard about three intros, and they were the stupidest jokes I've ever heard in my life, and <laughs> the guy didn't know what he was talking about, so he was pretty uh, bad. Yeah. He yeah. said Daniel, Kyle Busch has the most wins in the history of the sport. I don't know if that was a joke, or he just didn't know what he was talking about. He did say that. Can confirm. That's why I was saying it was funny. I, I'm going to go with both. He also got Kevin's Harvard. He called Kevin Kyle. So I yeah. thought it was funny. Oh, I'm sure you love that. <laughs> oh. That's not funny. That might have been planned. No. He <laughs> said front, it was front row sports. Uh, he called it. He got the front team name sports, wrong. Front yeah. row sports. We're, we're, we're sports franchises. We're, we're driver athletes. That's not funny. Was this no. the same guy that has done a couple in the past? No. no this, you know what I'm talking about? That guy. No, it's not that This is a guy just promoting a TV show on Fox. Animal control. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, moving on. Kyle Busch says this race was a disaster with the disrespect from everybody just driving through each other. Um, and, and to note, it resulted in 16 cautions compared to only five from last year. Freddie, spot on, spot off. Yeah, I mean, spot off. We talked about it. It was just, it was kill or be killed. Honestly, it was, that was how it was. And, and there was no... Like TJ said, it was you could bump a guy, move him up the hill, go by him. I, I consider that clean. Like, I mean, there's ways to do it. And wait, like if you come from ten cars back and knock the guy through the and go by him, that's one thing. But if you're you've run a guy down, you've caught him, you give him a little shot, move him up the hill, go by him. That's a clean move to me. Not here. Like this was if you did that, the next corner you were probably getting lit up by whoever was back there. Or if that guy got shuffled back two rows, he didn't care because he was going to drive both of those yeah. rows into you. Um, some of the stuff I saw yesterday was just the heat races were ridiculous. Uh, the one time that I laughed, um, Danny and Bell were on the front row of a heat race, and I think Bell was on the pole, and they told me they were going to do a, te a teammate restart. And I was like, <laughs> that was a I bad was like, idea. That's not going to work. Like I don't. It's it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, it worked. But they were all like the everybody else knew it. So like the 14s trying to shove the 20 in there, the 99s. Tyler was Tyler was fifth, and I was like, just go to the bottom because they're all gonna go flying. Like, and sure enough, Tyler came out of there third on the bottom, three wide. I was laughing, but uh, yeah, that like it's just there's just no respect, and I don't understand. Like we talked about, like these cars, we know they can't take shots in the back, and nobody really seemed to give a shit yesterday. TJ, no, it, Kyle's right. It's just uh. It's not a, not a blow for blow here. It's a, you know, it's a, a jab with a haymaker to follow. 
and it's I, there's no respect. I mean, if if I they literally have the same like I bump you, you wreck me. So I don't know. I, I mean, I watched it. I'm spot on for Kyle Busch, period. I mean, they came out. He had speed. Um, Quiet race came, for him. Other came, than getting turned. I mean, he drove Came from it. the back to freaking mm-hmm. second. I uh, thought he had an opportunity there to win. Then he obviously wasn't fast enough, and then he let Austin go because he saw Austin was faster than him. But um, great debut for him, and I agree with his comments on the fact that they all raced like a bunch of idiots. He drove a smart race. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he didn't, he didn't force anything. He lifted. Right. He didn't go in there and beat anyone's bumper off from the part that I saw. He drove a really smart the, race. The, the, like the thing about it is there's no reason not to drive like that because NASCAR does nothing to police it. Like there, why <clears> would <throat> you not wreck the guy? Because there, you're not, there's no consequences. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. But is it an exhibition race one <clears throat> where they should be? If it's just an exhibition race, not for points. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, but you can't be upset about the rate. Like, if NASCAR is happy with that product yesterday, then let it go. But uh, like, you can't go in a meeting today at NASCAR and go, "I don't know what the hell we're going to do." That sixteen cautions was ridiculous. To keep, to keep the guys off each other so much, that race is a lot, bo- a lot more, a lot pretty boring. Well, I, I disagree there because I think that like you can't. I'm like, not saying it took to us. It took us forever to run ten laps in that second <clears> stage. I know, like forever. literally forever. forever. I look up and I was like. We started at 75 to go. It's 64 to go. And I feel like it's an hour oh, yeah. later. Like, yeah, it, like you like I get it. I, I there's got to be some give and take. But when you just see and a lot of times it's the same person, like you see the same guys like, Jesus, this guy's going to do this again. I couldn't like, watch it, but I was reading headlines and it was the same names that kept popping yeah, up. This guy's like, around again. This guy's around again. It's like, man, like if you just send a message one time, like that's not OK. It probably calms a lot of it down. It's I where it's I don't not mind the bumping. But yeah. I think I think if you can if you can calm down the like what Austin did to us like that's that that's not that was that was just I'm mad at Bubba and well, I'm I'm taking him out sp- like if I spin you I should go to the back too yeah that's what I'm saying if they do anything to police a an intention like you can see some of them are just Chain blatantly reaction. intentional well there's also some yeah. that are like the fifth guy back yeah. knocks him in but you can't really if you could if you just police it one time and go all right you're going to the back for that mm-hmm. well then you know what that sends a message to a lot of guys that. All right, I can't just I gotta move the guy. I can't just go back in there and wreck him. Yeah, like Austin probably should have got a penalty for just wrecking you. Yeah. So Auto Club Speedway announces they won't run a NASCAR event in twenty twenty four after plans continue to convert the track into a short track. How about TJ? Spot on, spot off. I'm excited to go to Auto Club Speedway. I'd like to um had a good race going there last year. Something happened? Yeah, something happened. All right. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Oh, Harrison Burton ran into us after I spun oh, Freddie <laughs> Freddy wrecked me, running like top five too. Took all the wind out of our sails here. But um, that was after you wrecked a bunch of people in Daytona, right? That's different. That's different. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> um, of course it is. Uh, I mean, I like Fontana. It's a good racetrack. I love Fontana. Are you upset they're changing it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always liked Fontana. I think it's a good track. It's got character. It's you got to be able to run the wall. There's guys that can move down. It's, we always consider this one to be our LA market. Better be badass. We we consider this to be our LA market racetrack. I mean, you're probably 25 miles from LA and 14 hour drive. Yeah, oh, something like God, that yeah. forever. Uh, yeah. No, honestly, it's really close to LA. So I um, I think it's unfortunate we got to take a year off. But I, I I see a lot of things popping up. Of they're not going to take it off. They're going to figure out a way to make something happen. So I don't know if they have enough. Um. Uh, let's try to be nice here. Oh I don't know if they realize there's a really good racetrack named Irwindale right there, right there. Um, and, and they could make that really nice because I saw last year, some racetracks such as Iowa 
do some really innovative things to get a, a cool fan experience at a racetrack that wasn't really ready for, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 people. Right. So, um, that's a great racetrack. It's, it is. It's an LA market. It, that racetrack is probably top three to five racing short tracks in the country. And there are certain tracks that have a fan affinity with them. Fans are going to go because it's at Irwindale. Fans are going to go because it's at IRP. Fans are going to mm-hmm. go because it's at, you know, used to be Hickory Motor Speedway, Myrtle Beach. Like, fans love that you racetrack. You see what kind of racing you get when you put these guys close together. In a short track like Irwindale with multiple lines, you're going to have a lot of side by side. You're going to have some beating and banging. And it's just fast enough where they're not, it's fast enough where you're not going to run over each other like the Coliseum. Yeah. You're going to be able to beat and bang a little bit, but you're not going to, it's fast enough there where you can wreck pretty good. So, I mean, the same thing with IRP or whatever it's called. I mean, that's another great racetrack. Like the, the layout of the Coliseum makes you want to wreck somebody because of the way the corner entry is <laughs> and the so way the tight. corner exit is. And it's so tight. It's so small. I mean, we, we, and I know there were some, some rumors out there that NASCAR was looking at making this point trace. You couldn't put 40 cars on that racetrack. No, no, that for there's, there's 47 different reasons I came up with. Why well, I'm going to tell you one, you legitimately wouldn't be able to ride around there under caution single no. file. We, so couldn't be able to claim we track. could not do it yesterday with 27 cars. No, so there's a bigger issue here too, is, if you wanted to make it a point race, you would have to make it where you could get to pit road safely and you could not get to pit road safely there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we so. saw that yesterday with the 34, like 34 breaks and they're yelling at him for two laps to get in the infield. He, he can't. can't do it. Like he can't turn yeah, in, you, you know, like, yeah, like he tried to turn in there, but there's just the only way to turn in there is swing out wide off of two. And guess mm-hmm. what? The whole track's covered race car. So you can't swing out wide without wiping half the field yeah. out. We saw can't it in practice too. Like we almost had some wrecks in practice where guys were, trying to go into the infield early and they're like, they would get caught back up and now here you come in and like, Oh God. But yeah, they, that, that, yeah. I mean, you could, I, I guess you technically could make it a point race and just pay positions off of where you finish in the constellation. Like you're not in the feature, but you get Ooh, 28 you place points for not being in the feature but, in a points race. Oh, listen, that's Ooh. what I'm saying. Um, this is not a points yeah, race racetrack. Listen, you have Irwindale there. Irwindale is literally one of the best racetracks in the country. You've got Kern that's in Bakersfield, not ter- you know it's it's in it's in the same market, not same area. I shouldn't say same market. Um, really nice facility, really nice racetrack. Not as good of a racing racetrack as Irwindale is, but I still don't understand why we're tearing up one of the best tracks we have. We are, circuit. and we will always be a suburb sport. We will always be a rural America sport. We will never be a city sport. So being after that, being in downtown L.A., doesn't matter to our fan base. Our fan base doesn't care. No. Just like this Chicago street race. I saw that the, somebody sent me a link, and if it's wrong, then I'll apologize next week. Ticket prices are $240 for a general admission ticket. I don't think our normal fan is going to pay $250 for one ticket and have to drive into Chicago to do that. Now, you're going to find out if the Chicago people will support your race, but historically, like I just said, our fan base is not – they don't live in downtown cities other than Bob Pockers. I don't know one person that lives downtown New York City that's a huge NASCAR fan. Yeah, just Bob. <laughs> just Bob in Harlem. Um, but, yeah, especially $240, and you don't – you get to see one turn at a time. Congratulations. I got a tweet yesterday that said beer was $18 at Coliseum. A water was seven fifty. Seven twenty-five. I think I saw them Dasani bottles of water. That's a nice little margin right there. Yeah. Is that inflation? All oh, right. Please so- do not get pressed. <laughs> 
Teams are reportedly asking NASCAR for 16 to 18 million dollars in league revenue revenue per car, which is double the amount they are getting now. Brett, spot on, spot off. It's actually more than double. I think the lowest paid guy, lowest paid team gets $4 million um, with this new charter system, approximately $4 million. So here's my problem. Um, The team's revenue share only exists of sharing the TV money. They don't get to share the money from parking. They don't get to share the money from concessions. They don't get to share the money from tickets. They don't get to share the money from all the other revenue streams that these racetracks and our lovely sport has. That's not fair. They should they should get a piece of the whole pie, not just a piece of one piece of the pie in, in my mind. But when I look at this thing and I say Hendrick Motorsports and Rick Ware Racing, if we give Rick Ware Racing $16 million, what's he going to do with it? Uh, is he going to put it in a bank? I'll I'm going to say he's going to put it in a bank. Yeah. I, I'm going to say this out loud. I think there are multiple teams that raced in that race yesterday that should have their charter taken from them. Now, they should be compensated for it. Something, not a lot, because they don't put a lot into it. If you're going to go out there and you're going to be over a second off at every racetrack we go to this year, you shouldn't be talking about sharing $16, $18 million of your piece of the pie. Because you're not contributing to making the sport better. And if you're not going to contribute to making it faster, your team faster and competitive, if you're not competitive, you shouldn't be out there. Brett, going back to what you just said about the lowest team making that much amount of money, why why is it different per team as far as how many drivers they have, how many teams they have? No, it's based on how they perform, right? So if, if you go out there and you win the championship and you do X, Y, and Z, your charter is now worth more money. And it gets you more money from from the NASCAR piece, right? So if you go out there and you run dead last every single week before the charter system was in place, you could do a start and park before that was made illegal, and you could make $2.7 million a year if you ran dead last. Well, when the charter system came into effect, they increased that number. No more start and parking. You got to race. You got to show up for every event. That's why BJ McLeod was out there yesterday. I got lapped in the first five laps of the heat race, it seemed like. Um, but they, they then upped the money, Casey, to where they got over $4 million as part of revenue share. So when, when these teams are talking about wanting more money, I'm all for it. But I am not for having teams out there that are not competitive getting the same amount of money that a, that a Rick Hendrick or a 2311 or a Colleg Racing. I mean, Matt Colleg is spending a ton of money right now. He wants to be competitive. He wants to win races. He came in and this team's only two years old. This is their second full-time year in Cup Series. They're doing the things that they say that make me say, yeah, they deserve $16 million um, because it really ain't that much money when we talk about how many billions of dollars this sport is worth and, and, and brings in revenue. So I, I think it's important for people to realize this is still a sponsorship based sport. If you don't have good sponsors, you don't have money unless you are a billionaire. And, and we've gotten rid of all the, the old school guys. Bill Davis Racing, he's gone. Robert Yates Racing, he's gone. Richard Petty, he's gone. This is now the billionaire club. Yeah. And we've got some people that are hanging on. I, mean, I guarantee you, Tommy Baldwin wakes up every day kicking himself in the ass going, damn, I should not have sold my race team when I did. I should have hung on to it because they're talking about things like this happening. And if you're competitive, I'm all for you getting money. But if you suck, I, I'm not. Yeah. I, the biggest thing that I, with this, the, you know, the revenue sharing for me is this, this sport right now, is based on money over talent. 
Like it's it's as simple as that. Like the money means more than the talent. If you have money, you can get in a car. We see this this week with some of the announcements of that Joe Gibbs. We used to call the Joe Gibbs third car an all star car, and um, it's it's not really an all star car this year. And for you know, I'm not. I don't want to bash anybody, but we saw this. Joe Graff is going to run five races. He he didn't didn't qualify in a in a in a uh, RCR car somewhere. I forget where it was. One of the mile and a halfs. Um, that's just the guy they're taking money over talent. You know, that that Trevor Bain did an unbelievable job in that car last year. Should have won some races. Where's he at? Why? You know, you hear, you're hearing that, you know, Joe Graff's driving it. Uh, Connor Mosack, I think, is going to drive it four or five times. Like, where's Trevor Bain? Where's the guys that were competitive in that car last year? So I think if you get the the the, the revenue up, it seems you can see that shift back towards talent over money. They don't need the, the sponsorship dollars or they don't need daddy's money to, to put this guy in there, they can go back. And we saw yesterday, Ryan Priest goes out there, gets, you know, gets his shot back in, in, a, in a very competitive ride and might have won the race if he doesn't have a fuel pump issue. He drives back to the lead. He's probably the best car on the racetrack. And then he had an issue. So, you know, that's a guy that kind of clawed his way back up there. Now he's got a little bit of money behind him, got in the 41 car and almost made the most of his opportunity right off the bat. So, you know, I love to see a place. I know I come from short track racing. I go to short track racing all off season. I go on off weeks, whatever. I know these guys and there's talent out there, but they don't have guys have asked me, Hey, I can get in this car one time and run a truck race at loud. what do you think? And I'm like, Unless you got a couple million behind that, like it doesn't matter if you go out there and win that race. Nobody's going to hire you. So it's just unfortunate that that's where we're at now where if we, I think if the teams get this money, like Brett said, a lot of it, they get the money, they're just going to spend it on themselves, which is good. You want the sport to be better. But, you know, I think a lot of it too will be, you know, you can get some more talented race car drivers out there that, that will, you know, raise the profile of the whole sport. There's a, there's more talented race car drivers in America right now than there's ever been. But I'm thinking, I'm asking. Young kids. Yeah. So going Dale back Jarrett to. Dale Jarrett started racing at like 20 years old. Going back to those days when it was talent over money. I mean, is it because the cost of racing is so much higher now? Or, I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's the lack of sponsorship, um, to, to be honest with you. Uh, when, when the sponsorship was there, the teams had the money to go hire the guy they wanted. And then when the recession hit us in 08, some teams never recover from that. And you have uh, Roger Penske. Their cars are sold out. If you wanted to sponsor one of Roger Penske's cars right now, you wouldn't be able to because he has all of the sponsorship in place. Rick Hendrick, similar scenario. You know, if you want to go sponsor Kyle Larson, guess what? You're not. Hendrick Automotive is going to sponsor him all year because that's a successful sponsorship. So when you look at, Casey, these lower-budgeted teams, and I mean, obviously, Joe Gibbs Racing is not a lower-budget team, but on the Xfinity side – you need seven to eight million dollars all in to be able to win and run up front. And when they're missing, you know, a couple million dollars, they'll sign a kid because he's got a couple million dollars because yeah. he's still got to make the numbers still have to make sense. We saw back in the day, like the, the car and the sponsor wouldn't change. The driver would change. You know, I remember back in the day, like an example would be like Dave Blaney started in the Jack Daniels 07 because I was written and they went out and got a more talented driver or I shouldn't say more talented, but somebody that fit them better in Clint to drive the 07. You saw when Elliot drove the, the M&M's 38, when Elliot left, it was still the M&M's 38 and get David Gilliland, I think, got yeah. it. you know, like, so the sponsorship was what drive and the teams had the sponsorship. Now it seems like the drivers bring the sponsors and, and th- that's why it moves so much. And then that's why the, you're seeing guys, if they got money, they're going to get in top notch rides. And I tell her like, everybody's like, what can I, what do I got to do? I'm like, hit the lottery. I can get you into cup car tomorrow. If you got $10 million, you know, like it doesn't matter what you're doing, where, what you've done or where you've been. Like, as long as you get approved, 
you can go run a cup race tomorrow. So it's just we just need to get back to where it's not so much, you know, right now, like I said, it's talent over my money over talent right now. We need to flip flop that at some point. TJ. Uh, I just think this opens the door for some of the some of the lower teams to to get talent. You know what I mean? Like like it it opens to me it opens the door if I were to start a team and you know I had just enough money to start a team but I can't do any more you know this opens the door for me to go get you know an up and coming driver maybe something like that but I do think there should be some performance clauses to it where an effort is being made you know an effort you can see the effort being made to try to run good I mean it might not work out the greatest all the time but you know when somebody's just riding around I think what you're saying where they can go get talent. I'm telling you, if they get this kind of revenue stream, they'll be able to go sign kids. They'll go sign. That's what I'm uh, saying. Go that sign, gives me the opportunity to do that. They're, they're going to go sign. It's going to be like now we're playing in AAA, AA, single A baseball, yeah. and we're going to go sign Keelan Harvick Develop, right now. Development deals. We're like going to sign him right now to a long-term deal to where we own the rights to him when he turns 18 and can, can get into a cup car. Gets and a lot bigger. And on, on, forget the drivers. Crew guys, crew chiefs, like you know, like we saw a guy like Blake Harris go from last year. He was, you know, engineer at Hendrick. Or no, where, where was he? he was at thirty four. Uh, thirty four. No, I'm saying where, where do you? He was in Warren Truex. Truex, that's yeah. right. And Our then chief. he went to the thirty four and elevated that program to like, to, and they're, and they're still running better than they ever have. At, you know, he's changed that program now. If a team like both front row cars made the race yesterday, yeah. and neither Roush Fenway car, yeah. Made if the you, race. if you, you know, you go get the next, you know, you have the money now to go steal away good engineers or car chiefs or whatever route you want to go from these bigger teams and, and let that guy kind of build your program back up. Cause that's what you see. Like when you get a good young crew chief somewhere, they elevate that program and the, you know, like it just, so on top of to talent driver wise, you can get talent in cause that's what a lot of the struggle is. I think for them back market teams, cause we got technically the same stuff. I mean, obviously there's ways to tweak it and go better, but a lot of times it's just, you know, a, the people working on the cars is kind of what's holding some of these back market teams back. Well, I mean, we see it on, you see it on CB industries with Chad, Chad's an all entire team. All of these guys want to eventually be in NASCAR Yeah. and Toyota does a great job and other teams do a great job of making development programs for it, but there's only so much money and so much that they can do. So hopefully this will help even teams like Chad's team down the road. If it, I guess, gets spreads out a little bit more. Is that kind of like your team? Um, it's Chloe's Chloe team, actually. Industries. <laughs> yeah, and going back to Chicago ticket prices, Andrew just sent me this. Uh, general admission for two days is $355. Oh, you're way off. Wow. Um, <laughs> they must have sent me a single day yep. coupon. <laughs> Reserve two days is $580 off East Michigan. So, I mean, so, so who's paying that? Like what? Listen, I don't, want, I don't want to say don't go to a race, but literally you can't see anything like that. that as far as I know, like I haven't been, I don't know where there's going to be grandstands. I like, I, I don't know. But uh, I, I do think that, I mean, Formula One's going to ha- has the same issue, but they don't have issues selling tickets. Formula One comes here once a year or twice a year. And it's a, you know, like I get it. <laughs> I get it. But, but listen, I think- listen to me, Casey, where did I say our fans live? They don't, the F1 fans live in the city. F1 fans live in the city. They live in Miami. They live in LA. They live in New York City. Our fans do not. That's why. Our friends at RacingUSA.com are starting the year off right by offering our door member clear listeners 30% off buy one, get one sale on all in-stock hats and t-shirts, including new 2023 merchandise 
that just arrived. For example, you can buy a hat and get 30% off a t-shirt or you can buy a t-shirt and get 30% off a hat or you can get 30% off a second t-shirt or hat. It's your choice for 30% off. No coupon is needed. Your 30% discount will automatically apply to the lower priced item. In addition, we're excited to announce that RacingUSA.com will be offering some exclusive door bumper clear items in 2023. They're starting with an exclusive t-shirt, a shot glass, which is pretty fitting, a coffee mug, but more items will be added throughout the year. Just click on the banner at the bottom of their homepage or key DBC into their search bar to see what's available. Fans, RacingUSA.com is truly unique. Every product they sell is discounted every day. You are guaranteed the lowest pre-order price. Your in-stock orders are shipped the very next business day, and you can select from a wide assortment of the newest officially licensed die-cast apparel hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers many of which are exclusive to RacingUSA.com. So, if you're a Dormember Clear listener who likes to save money, go to RacingUSA.com before midnight Monday, February 13th to take advantage of their 30% off buy one, get one sale on all in-stock hats and t-shirts. Let's move on to Reaction Theater. If anybody sees a big guy streaking down Talladega Boulevard, don't be alarmed, it's just Freddy. Brett Griffin is a Clown. Just had to call and say, uh, somebody called Denny a wambulance. Well, I never thought that my Kyle Larson would be on my bad side. His cars held together with duct tape and hope. Reaction feeder starts now. Okay, I'm in the definite minority because there's probably not a lot of NASCAR fans up in Canada, but TSN picked a great time to have a side-by-side ad under yellow are you serious i heard a lot of negative feedback about the production like when they went to commercials i still don't understand why we have superhero cartoon characters i'll never that i'm never gonna understand that if i was kyle larson and his management team I would literally be on the phone with NASCAR on Fox this morning saying, please, please, please redraw my guy. Please, <laughs> please. He, he looks, he, he, he looked like not even a human. He didn't look like a human. I can't, I've never seen well, he's him. superhuman. So he's supposed to look super. No, human. he did not look like, he, he, he looked like he was from Mars. <laughs> Pluto. Pluto planners at that dog. Well, how was show. like, did, was there a lot of commercials or bad time commercials? I mean, they got to pay bills. It's going to be the worst thing. <laughs> I, 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 I ain't gonna say nothing bad. It could be better. You, you it could be better. <laughs> you just said it looked like it could blue. be better. I mean, my favorite tweet of the night that I saw was they're in the middle of a battle for the lead and they show this full moon and it's like, we don't give a f- about the moon. <laughs> we want to watch the race. <laughs> Why are you showing the moon? I'm not an astronomer or whatever. I'm not into astrology or whatever the it is. I want to watch race cars. But for all God, I mean, thank God you showed me the full moon outside. If I want to see the moon, I'd walk outside. I think it's funny that you started by saying, I think I'm going to be nice. So this is you being nice. That was good. That was close. I'm staring at the TV. If I want to see the moon, I'd go outside and look at the moon. Same same moon. I feel like I didn't watch any of the cover, so I don't know. But I did see some tweets that said... (laughs) <laughs> there is some improvements to be made. Did you make a burner account? No. <laughs> yeah, we got one. <laughs> no. It's not hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, on that note, I just have to give a shout out. 
when you guys did your uh your dirty mo live a few weeks ago and everybody was talking about how you didn't complain which was great you sure did make up for it on twitter because i think you went on blast for like three days straight after that one dirty mo live so Who, me or him i didn't think Brett. i went back and listened to the thing i don't think we complained at all yeah but you made up for it on twitter the it, whole your whole feed was complaining good that's why i get on twitter all right let's move on <laughs> Hey there, just leaving the bush like clash. Great night, fantastic time. Love being in the Coliseum. All I got to say is this. Hey, Austin Dillon, just because you got your ass ridden and you couldn't beat Bubba on corner exit for 50 laps, it does not mean that you're allowed to punt him with no remorse. Do me a favor, you spoiled piece of shit. Here's the favor you need to do me. Bite on your metal like you're Nadal. I hope you crack a f***ing molar. I don't even remember leaving that message. <laughs> Austin, Austin said I felt bad for him. And then they go to I Bubba mean, and Bubba's just sitting in his car. Did Austin do an interview? I don't know. Yeah, he said I felt bad for him. I mean, listen though. This is the, this is what we've given the guys to race like with. Like Bubba was mad. Obviously he's mad. Like he ran no. into him there under caution. But then he like at the end of the race he's like that's was part of what this deal is. He's just like, sitting in there drinking out of a straw, though. <laughs> I mean, for like 40 minutes. <laughs> like, get out of the f- car, guy. <laughs> go, go punch him in the face. Hey, you know what I did here yesterday, and I don't know if this is good or not, but obviously it's not good, I should say. Um, a lot of guys sick after the race last night from fumes. Oh, carbon monoxide? Yeah. Uh, that's not good. I don't know if that's – I don't know if there's any kind of redesign of the in-car inside the car or not, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of guys – some of them were pulling a Noah Gragson and throwing up on themselves. And that's a race. very short race. Yeah. That's oh, a very that's short race. <laughs> it was actually, uh, I mean, you, you, you think about freaking Martinsville coming up. I yeah. mean, a lot, there's not a lot of air movement and stuff there, though. Yeah. I think a faster track, it might not be. I don't know. Brad was fine. I mean, Brad won there long. Took you long enough to figure that out. <laughs> How many laps total was that race? Count caution laps. Oh, I don't know. Probably a lot. 700. Uh, enough to where I sent a text message to my engineer and go, is there any point where we need to worry about fuel? Like, cause uh, like the, you right. weren't allowed to bring fuel in the infield. So right. you were start with a full tank and he's like, no, I mean, no, but I'm like, man, I mean, we're getting, uh, apparently, I bet it was 150 laps total. Right. I mean, green. Yeah. Green. I mean, it, I bet it was 250. It was oh, at least yeah. 250. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably close to three. Yeah. I mean, it's more than Peterson thought it was going to be 34. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame him. Did they run out. Is that what yeah. happened? Yeah. I mean, who, th- 38? Did the 38 run out too? I don't know. He bro, he, he the next, but we're going green after that caution. He pulled in the infield. So yeah, I, bet they, I mean, that that's, there was a lot of laps caution, so I can't blame him. They also run the LCQ, right? Yeah, but you could fill up after that. Oh, you, oh, could. you had all sorts of adjustments. You could yeah. put a new nose on a thing if you needed to. Wow. Wow. You know, they make a big goddamn deal about these medals for this race, and then they end the broadcast even before you see Truex get the gold. <laughs> Typical Fox NASCAR coverage. Was it different? That's why I, I saw a bunch of tweets that they didn't show it on TV, but you said they did. I mean, they showed we got it on a podium. I didn't stick uh, around for the medal ceremony. Uh, no anthem? <laughs> you, they just played the national the anthem three turning. times. <laughs> I mean, my screen kept turning purple. It might have been your fireball. <laughs> I didn't drink fireball. <laughs> a little tequila, then. I'm sorry. <laughs> Going to need a new game in the RPG room, whatever you call it. What is it? The- RPG. <laughs> I don't think we need to give out medals every week, but the podium thing I think is pretty good. Uh, you know, I don't know if you want to give medals out or whatever. We ain't at the f-ing Olympics. I, I didn't necessarily mean a medal. We're gonna I, play mean, I thought it was fitting for I the think, place. I think we're we're going to play the national anthem every week, too, at the end of the race. <laughs> yeah. We need to. <laughs> I do want to see the guys 
close together because if there is a your short tracks could be really interesting with that all right don't forget guys leave an audio message whenever you want just head to anchor.fm slash clear you'll see the message icon and we'll keep playing the best ones each week okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's move on to Ask DBC. All right, send in your questions on Twitter each week using hashtag AskDBC, and we will be sure to answer the best ones. TJ, I'm afraid about what you were going to say next, so I figured I'd cut you off. Yeah, just, I don't need to say anything. <laughs> this first one is from Ben Shabazz. Shabazz. All but one car among the 36 entered this weekend turned practice laps faster than the pole winning speed in 2022. How much have teams and drivers learned about the next gen car in a year? I would say all of them among the 36 learned to go faster. <laughs> is that what that says? Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, we looked, I looked at it in the, in the, I think the practice time was like a 1345 or something was fast time last year. And we ran all like, it was about the same. I thought, I thought it was like a, a low 30. Uh, was, yeah. Was Martin. Think, yeah. I it think was, it was a little bit faster. Qualifying was faster, but I also, I think qualifying was later at night. I don't remember qualifying. Kind of what I thought, too, you know, and it cools down, you know, track cools down and the temperatures were much cooler this year. I was luck. You would be lucky that you left. Cause I froze my ass off at the well, top of that stadium yesterday. Half. Oh, do you know what? You know I sat with for the first half of the race? Who? Brendan Gone. Really? Yeah, What's old fun. BG up to? Just hanging out. It was fun, out. yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a trip to talk to. But uh, uh, he wants to, I think we should get him on the show. That'd be fun. He had some really good stories. That's good. So any, we need to promote, try to get him to come on here. Um, but I, yeah, teams. He lives in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah I'm but sure. I'm pretty sure he could get here. Or we just do a show there with him. Get on one of his G5s. Can we just do a remote show? Can he come to the, the experience? I think we should do, do every show in South Vegas. Point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but obviously teams learn that like this yeah. last year was the first race for this car and then guys figured out what they can tweak on. And they, I mean, they got different rear clips now on them. So there's a lot of different stuff. All right. This next one is from legacy sporting. Ryan Priest said over the radio before a late race restart that <laughs> Freddie knows all of my moves as a spotter. How predictable are the other drivers in the field? And can you expect to know what most of them will do at any given time? Um, so I, obviously I've, I'm Ryan's a good friend of mine and I've spotted a lot of races for Ryan and I've raced a lot of modified races against Ryan. So I think that's what he's getting at there. Um, and I know he, I drove him crazy at a race at Riverhead one time, just blocking the out of him for 175 laps. And he was, he, he told me afterwards he knew it was all my fault. So, um, but no, like, uh, I think that we all, you all know, like the reason why we go back and ever watch a film or go back and, and like relive any races because we we were trying to learn tendencies that guys have. And, and there was guys, I remember Jamie McMurray for one, like you knew if Jamie McMurray was behind you at a plate race. You better protect the middle because he was looking three. for every inch he could get to, to go. And he was never, he was never going to stay behind you and ride. Like Jamie was one of the most aggressive guys. You, and there's guys, you know, that you want to be around. There's guys, uh, Harrison Burton, when he first started running last year, you knew you didn't want to be behind him on a corner entry because he backed the corner entry way up everywhere we went for a while. Um, so there's guys, you just learn what they're doing, what their tendencies are. And then that's kind of part of our job of what we, 
if we quote unquote ever study, that's kind of what we're studying is what guys are doing around us. Nah, I mean, you can see some of that on film, but most of it you just see happen live and you just build your notebook Yeah, as you go. Every race you spot, every corner you watch, you see somebody do something, it just adds to it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's move on to what an idiot. All right, Brett, first one. I think I'm going to give mine to the Fox booth during an interview where Gwen Stefani (laughs) was in there with Clint Boyer and she made fun of him being wasted. And Freddie, how many times have you seen Clint not know what to say? Uh, Usually never. (laughs) He froze up. He was like, ah, I get paid to be here. Like he was trying to get his way out of like, hey, stop telling stories about me being wasted on air. Um, So my what an idiot is... Damn. I, I guess, did he think that everybody thought he didn't drink? I think, <laughs> I, I was very confused. I think he thought Chad, that. Chad made a comment to me like, oh, do you think he's going to get in trouble? I was like, I mean, they knew what they were getting into and they hired him, right? He doesn't go to church. He goes to bars. I mean, that's, that's newsflash. I think also uh, it's definitely one to know this, how well-behaved Tony was. Tony made fun of Jeff Gordon being fat, but I missed it. Really? Uh, yeah, I just saw the remarks about it on Twitter later, but I guess Tony made a joke about Tony's Jeff. probably lost all that weight because Jim, Jimmy was in the booth for a while um, between the heat races and the and the main event there, Jimmy and and, and it was it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess Tony made a comment, which Tony can he could do whatever he wants. Yeah, do you know what? You, you shouldn't have backed your entry up so much. That's why I, I, first thing I said to Bubba, we got in the hauler. I said afterwards, I said, "Why did you back into that guy like that?" The, the three knew know. your move. <laughs> yeah, he knew my move. He knew we were going to have to race in one. He knew he didn't have to. TJ, who's your one idiot this week? You know, I was trying to think. I really just want to give it to the guy that ran over us uh, for seventh place for no reason to get a cost. <laughs> seventh place in eight car heat or whatever. It was. That? Yeah, <laughs> maybe he'll uh, send you. Maybe, yeah. maybe he'll send you some jockey underwear. Yeah, well, sure, whatever. Um, yeah, I'll do that. It's just not look, but he thinks that's now okay because it got him a shot and he got into the show because of it. So, y'all, and y'all were like three quarters of a lap behind a leader. Uh probably yeah, half. Yeah, probably half at that point. Yeah. Um, we were, it was like fifth or sixth, something like that, maybe. It might not have been seventh or eighth. But What did Brad say? Nothing. I mean, again, we shouldn't have been in that spot to begin with, but just because you're there doesn't mean you're disposable and can should be turned for a caution to help better. Yeah. I have to, so I have one idiot, but I have to preface it with, I respect all oh men and women in law enforcement. <clears throat> they have a thankless job, and I appreciate them keeping us safe. But I got the dumbest f- ticket in my life in, uh-huh. in California this weekend. What'd you get one for? Speeding. Unsafe left turn. <laughs> and what I did was I came. I was Sounds coming like up to a race. I come. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> uh, I should have said you shouldn't see all unsafe left turns. I just made over here. Was that, did um, you get it in the race? <laughs> I uh, so I was coming up to a light that I needed to make a left at, and I wasn't paying attention. I said, "Oh shit, I got to make a left here." So I stopped. And there was a, a guy left me a hole. So I, I backed up a little bit, nosed into the turning lane. Nobody's even coming behind me. There's nobody behind me. So I just backed up. The guy let me in, nosed into the turning lane. Again, like your race. So I up. am I am <laughs> nosed in like 
90% of my car probably. Light goes green. I make a left turn. Whoop. Still no problem. Whoop, whoop. I'm like, he pull, he like, I see the lights behind me, and I didn't, I'm like, he's pulling me over? I doubt it. So I just move over to like I'm getting out of his way. Well, he follows me. I was like, guess he is pulling me over. He comes over to the window. He said, uh, you know why I pulled you over? I said, no, I actually don't. Like, normally I do. Normally I'm speeding or doing something stupid and have a seatbelt on and freaking pageland. Uh, and can't uh, believe you got a ticket. I got a ticket for page. No, it's not a seatbelt. I drove by a cop in Pageland going 30 <laughs> miles an hour, and the guys pulled me over. I saw you didn't have your seatbelt on. I'm like, how? What are you, are you serious? That's why you need 10 windows. Um, yeah. Uh, so, did you anyway. not have it on? No, I didn't have it well, on. Well, then you deserve it. Yeah, I mean, I got it on. So, Damn. Uh, you I, should be a ticket. I said to the guy, I said, I don't. He said, well, you made an unsafe left turn back there. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, all four of your tires were not inside the turning lane before you turned left. And I said, okay, thank you very much. And I, he left, and I thought, I said that Nick was riding with me, and I said, this thing's probably, got, it's a rental car, so it's probably got a, a weird license plate on it. I don't know, every time we go somewhere, it's a, a jacked up license plate that's not from the state we're in. I was like, he's probably saw the license plate, probably just wants to check and make sure everything's good. He's probably not going to write me a ticket for this. I was wrong. He wrote me a citation for unsafe left turn. And I would like California to maybe just break off the country and slide out into the <laughs> Pacific Ocean. Um, well, they but, said it was going to happen when I was a kid. So <laughs> I just, I was like, I was like, I for literally, honestly, I'm going to be honest. I really thought Brett started a prank show and somebody was <laughs> with me when the guy said, well, all four of your tires, I was like a pit stop, you know, like when you got yeah. all your tires in the box. Yeah. Like I literally had to have everything but my right rear in there because I was nose like three quarters of the way. And you can hang more. the right rear. Yeah. That's like, allowed. That was, that's allowed in NASCAR, not in California. Not don't California. do that. Okay. So anybody, if you're going to make a turn or go straight, just don't, don't mess with the lines. Or and, just don't go to California. Yeah, just don't ever go to California. <laughs> It'll be a good start. I told Nick, when I said, you're, you're driving, driving downtown LA, that's, you do that more than the, the funniest thing was I like, this guy pulls me over we're right on Figueroa Boulevard where the, my yeah. hotel is. And so I leave and pull away driving straight down Figueroa. I get a quarter mile down the road and we're like over by the Staples Center and a guy is in the right lane. And I guess he wanted to go to the Staples Center, which is on the left and just drove straight across four lanes of traffic and hung a left right in front of me and almost wrecked me. And I'm like. I guess that's when he had all four guy, in before yeah. he got there. <laughs> I was like, I was like, so what, what, what is this a moving violation with points? I don't know. I have to look it up. I was really, I didn't really want to deal with it at that moment because I thought wow. I was going to be a little upset. Well, but so that cop, I don't understand the ticket. So maybe I'm the, idiot. maybe I'm the idiot. Maybe he's the idiot. I'm not sure which one. You it know, is, I, can, but. I understand like people blow through stop signs a lot. Like don't even come to a complete stop and do that stuff. But an unsafe left turn. I didn't even like if I would, I would have got that if I was like in the center lane and like said, Oh, I got to go left here. Like, 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 like yeah. Like if I just, if I just like, Oh, I got to make a left here and just go from the center and make it. I was like, I was in the light, like whatever. I I text Megan. She's like, what's, how's your night? I was like, I just got the dumbest ticket of my life. I don't Well, listen, the last time I was in LA, Freddie and I were trying to get into a bar, shocker, <laughs> and the, the bar, the, the freaking guy holding the door, and, and, you know, COVID was still a thing, especially in LA, and the guy's like, I need to see your Vax card, so I pull out a picture of my Vax card on my phone, and he said, I got to see the back, I got to see the front and back, and I'm like, well, how about this guy selling heroin right here beside of me? We're not worried about him. Like, I mean, there's legitimately a dude doing heroin, selling yeah. heroin right beside of me, but he's fine. Shooting heroin. Let's make no, sure. Not selling it. Let's shooting. make sure that I have my damn Vax card to go in here and drink a bourbon. <laughs> now, I love the state of California. I hate the way they run it. So does Joel. Joel. Joel, Joel. Joel doesn't like it either. <laughs> Maybe, listen, I'm going to, I retract. I'm going back and I was an idiot. Oh, no. 
you can't not know we're choosing when you lead the race. And that's what happened to the 10 car, I think. Uh, when did they tell you you were choosing with two to go? Two to go every time, coming to two to go down the back straightaway, off a of turn two, every lap it was, you're coming to two to go, this will be your lap to choose. Yeah, they actually gave pretty fair warning. And I like that. We need to do that yeah. at Martinsville, Bristol, Richmond, all the short tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Been preaching that. You don't like the hold to one that goes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Eric was. It was. I, I'm assuming he just got lucky that he didn't hit the box. He did, you yeah. know, because he. I think he legitimately didn't know we were choosing right there that lap, and I don't know where the where the miscommunication yeah. came from. But no, the in car, so the in car uh, radio, he didn't know he was choosing. Then they interviewed Drew, and he didn't know they were choosing. Yeah, so just a miss. And there was a lot going on, and, and that was the first time. And obviously, normally we we have we choose on one to go so if you don't hear you know if that's the first time and you're not used to us doing two to like that was i don't remember doing two to go there last year either so you know it's easy to it's easy to get confused but i, I knew there's yeah, a lot of stuff about that race you don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to dvc picks good call oh, let's go tj of course won the title last year in a very dramatic tiebreaker and now we are ready for 2023 Daytona 500 picks. So who goes first? Is that, can I just go it first? You should go reverse. I'm just, I'm just going to, oh, damn. Okay. I think you should go last first. What? I think, yeah, I think last person goes first. Casey. Yeah. It's like the NFL draft. Casey, you go first. I'll take Kislowski. Good pick. Is that, I go next. Who was, who was worse, me or you? I think we tied. I don't care. You can go. Well, no, no, you won. I won. Yeah. Yeah, I think you... Yeah, I, well, I finished second, yeah, dude. All right, so next, I'll take... Uh, I'll take Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson! I'll take... He might not make the race. I know. My guy might not make it either if I pick him. <laughs> Chandler Smith. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. He's not on the list. It don't matter. He's racing. Chandler Smith. I'll take him. Brett, bet on himself. TJ? Oh, man. So... Casey's swinging for the win, so I'm just going to lay up here, and I'm going to go with a, uh, oh, I don't want to wait, uh, Justin Haley. That's a good one. I like it. Daytona. When do y'all, when do we leave? Like, does anybody know when we leave? I'm Wednesday. leaving on Friday. The week before? I got to go do modified racing. Oh, uh, I was like, holy Damn cow. Joel in this stuff to the race? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing a duel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going Friday because we don't practice before qualifying. No, which Our first thing is like this: <laughs> the duel. Like that's the first thing we're doing on the track is yeah. the duel. Well, right? they were they qualify, but our I know our like, deal. Yeah, it's our just, work yeah, is the duel. Um, so the first thing I have to do is a duel on uh, Thursday, Thursday night. night. Yes. Wow, and that's crazy. How would you like to be Travis Pastrana, who's never driven one of these cars, and has to launch off pit road for qualifying in the Daytona 500 with no practice, like? And good luck. And then, uh, you know, have to race your way in with something. Yeah. You have two laps on the track, not <laughs> one full speed. Lap. <laughs> it, the, the, I, when I didn't see any practice in the schedule for this race, I was practicing. You practice. We're practicing after qualifying, but I'm saying beforehand, you got guys going to this race, trying to make it for the first time. They sh maybe some track time would be or anything. Who's I mean, spotting for Pastrana tool. Jason, Jason uh, Hedleski, Hedleski. really good play spotter. That's good. Do y'all uh, feel like it's time to go to Daytona? Listen. I don't even, I don't know. Uh, Freddie just went to bed a little bit ago. <laughs> I know, but like, I don't, I don't no. know why. And it, you know, maybe things have been going on in my personal life, but like, I don't feel like it's time to go to Daytona. I don't feel like the season's here yet. Like, it doesn't feel ready. And then we're not. Then we're going, and we're just showing up and racing. Like, that's different. It's gonna happen, though. 
It's going to happen. Whether it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm ready, so. Oh, I'm ready too, but it just doesn't feel like it's, nah, it's it doesn't feel like it's time. Yeah, I don't know. It's just but so y'all weird. went to LA, so maybe y'all feel better than I feel. No, I don't feel any better than you feel. No. Like <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. All right, well, on that note, don't forget to subscribe to Dirty Mo Media's YouTube page for videos from the show, all the behind the scenes content and more. Also, be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell all your friends about us. Tell, how, tell everyone how cool we are. If you don't like anything about it, blame Andrew. And if y'all are in Daytona, come say hi. Are you coming to Daytona? I found out about 10 minutes before the show. Yes, I will be in Daytona. You're the VP of something you yep. just found out. You See coming? you guys at the Oyster Pub. <laughs> We're Razzles, looking forward to Oyster doing Pub. a podcast after a real race because yesterday wasn't a real race. <clears throat> the she the show. post Daytona 500 podcast will be. We'll have a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. I think about. you had a lot to talk about today. Just maybe not have anything you like. We're talking racing content. All right. Well, on that note. <laughs> More anyway. <gasps> All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Have a great week. We out. Holla. Yep. Word. See ya. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.